1: Alright, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month and six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com
0: slash switch.
2: Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG.
3: Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or... Get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can
4: get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au
1: now.
3: Oh, Friday tipple. We've made it. How good. Thank you for being a part of our week. We really appreciate it. This past week, league absolutely dominated the headlines. To start our tipple off, the immortal Andrew Joey Johns, the NRL great, came on and spoke about how we can grow the game. The key might be the Pacific.
1: We're looking to expand the game. We've got the Dolphins playing next year, but the problem then is probably everywhere in Australia. There's less kids playing, so we need to build the game somewhere. And where we need to build the game. Is in the Pacific countries, so I think the next team that comes in should play out of Wellington and should play on the Pacifica
0: brand.
2: How good is he, Eight To get an NRL team that represents the Pacific would be immense for our Tane, and our wahe in the islands. We owe them as, as much as that. So the Michael Jordan of Rugby League also brought back home on Izzy's birthday to share support for our Warriors.
1: I would big believe in um, having a Kiwi coach. Um, mm that's my um that's my take. but yeah I, I feel for the boys they've always got kind of a tough especially playing you
2: know um, away from home you know hopefully the boys can put it together but yeah man the toys i'm always always got that faith for the boys yeah that's ali and we'll never lose faith brother let's go on warriors
4: ali latiti absolute hall of famer and as his uh yeah once described as the Michael Jordan of rugby league, no small words. World Ocean Day happened on Hump Day this week. What a great day it was! And Blair Chuk Chuki joined us to chat about the great work Pete Burling and himself have been doing with their foundation, Live Ocean.
1: For too long, um, the ocean soaked up so much for us. It really is the lifeblood of the planet. It takes in all of, a lot of heat, CO two but it's really at a tipping point now and and it's not too big to fail and the science has been pointing that way for a long time. So, yeah, I guess doing the live ocean winter dip is just a chance for people to connect to that, to show action that they they too care about it and want to see a a healthy ocean for for a healthy future.
2: Oh, that's dead right. Uh, Tangaroa, me me, uh, te moana is so important to look after our ocean and I really can't stress that enough. Uh, Tuki and I have something else in common too, boys? we both got roots up in Kirikiri, and I'm always looking for that new surfing spot.
1: Obviously, being from Kirikiri, I've got some pretty awesome spots around the bay that are, you know, where I feel, I guess, most connected and most alive. So got a surf spot not too far from home, that I take the boat out to, and that's probably um, my one, one place. Pick, me up, Pick me up, brother. Pick me up. Pick
2: me up. I'm up in Kirikiri from yeah, this look- weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Come and get me. I'll, I'll get me 9-1 out, and I'll own that wave. My gun. Spot X, eh, Unk? They Spot never, X. ever share. I think share. I know where it is, too, is You reckon? You're going to yeah. go for a little... No chance. I'm going for Explore a nosy this weekend. this weekend. I am.
3: You I'm reckon that's you found a it? nosy. Yeah, oh. I think I know. All right, brother. You have a great weekend, too, Kenpy. Been an awesome week, brother. Well, you're a bloody cheeky one, though. Finally, the biggest cheers of all goes to newly announced Commonwealth Games Volleyballer. We'll be following her at the Com Games, and she's going for gold.
0: The top two teams will be Australia and Canada, um and they are currently in the top 10 in the world, so they will be some really tough competition for us, but definitely not unbeatable. Um, So, you know, we're really aiming for a podium, if not, you know, gold medal.
3: Sean Polly. Polly, What a legend. Yes. He Gold is. medalist.
4: Izzy, I love that, and it's a really well-deserving uh, toast of the week because we went full circle with her and we spoke to her after her travels last year and mm. she said, hey, I didn't make the Olympic squad. We just missed out on qualification, but we're going to put all our eggs in this basket. We want to go to the Com Games and just to pursue your dreams
3: like that. Yeah, it's just... You know, dedication, perseverance, all of the above, you know, that only certain athletes are able to en- uh, overcome and endure. So, hat off to, to her and Alice Seaman. We're going to be watching them with uh, interest as they go to the Commonwealth Games. And she's gone for gold. She We spoke about the I think Australia and, and the other outfit I can't really remember, but those Canada, are Canada. The, Canada and Australia. Watch out, watch out. The girls are coming.
4: The girls are coming. Hey, well, it's a Friday tipple. Great week, boys. We've been, um, yeah, really lucky to be joined by some cool people. Dan McCarty's in for Smithy today. Very excited to catch up with the snake, and we'll talk to him in a bit. Just a couple of texts to get to. he? I was just wondering if you backed a tissue last week And finally
3: got paid a place I did, I did A tissue's ran her last couple actually She's got two places straight A third placing So yeah, I did a back a tissue And and got a a wee uh, dabble, $5 for a place A tissue's racing on June 25th In the uh, Group 1 The Tattersaws Tiara Mm. Over in Australia So she's going to have her last race Before she goes to spell. So I'll watch that with interest the
2: back fence with Tony Kemp. Whew, wow. What a week in rugby league, eh, is he? We all saw Billy the Kid take the Maroons to an unbelievable win on Wednesday night as coach of Queensland. How good. And they're telling me he shouldn't coach the Warriors. Come on. Madge Maguire and Nathan Brown became number two and three, respectively. Coaches to be sacked this year, and we're only halfway through. Who's next? Well, my money's on Justin Holbrook up at the Titans. And yes, this Sunday, my mate, the little general, gets out the coach's first game as a head coach in the NRL. Good luck, Stace. Hoping to get a win against the Sharkies. Man, I think it's time we all took a deep breath. (sighs) Ah, so what did we learn this week, eh? Well, Stacey Jones, for one, has made a massive call. He's put his name and money on the line. Will he live to regret this decision? Number two, never write off the underdog. Man, what a win by the Maroons, eh? Everyone ripped them off. They said Billy the Kid never coached a game in his life, couldn't get them home, and how wrong were they? And the last thing for me, it's really worrying this one, is that the next coach of the Warriors will be selected by Cam George and Mark Robinson. Is he? If God saves the Queen. Could even the Queen save the Warriors? You know what, boys? Can't wait for next week. Come on, the Warriors. Off the
3: back fence with Tony Kemp. Tony, Tony Kemp. Can the Queen save the Warriors? Um, No. It's a simple (laughs) no. But, mate, I loved your comments on Stacey. Rally around Stacey. When you think of the Warriors and the greats, the goats, Stacey Jones, first name that springs to mind, he's been thrown in the deep end here. I think as public, and I think they will, we we'll, we're got to support him. We're yeah, gonna yeah. rally around him. That's like he's why been it was. The, that's yeah. why it was the masterstroke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no matter what results aside, he's gonna try and inspire effort. That was the first thing I took out of it when he spoke about effort. That's really determines how much this, these players really care. So if if he can't inspire with Kevin Campion, an absolute champion who takes no, I wonder
2: if we're crack. gonna see Kevin in the, in the uh, yellow shirt mm. or blue shirt this week. Yeah, that Run, would be awesome. Running messages. Yeah. Oh, intimidating the players. <laughs> He's Brad Thorn, mate. Get up <laughs>
4: <laughs> off the ground. Hey, just think about it, because the, the Queen's filthy rich, right? I mean, she she owns lots of racehorses. Royal Ascot, her colours will be going around this week. Um, the monarch, gee, they're worth a bit. What if you know? You say, can she save the Warriors? What if she bought them? What if we? What if the Commonwealth and owned the and Warriors? And they change the colours. And, and they you, they, the Queen's have, and the, wor- and the Queen's racing silks. Hey, you the know, purple ca-
2: sleeves. Campo, mate, run a run a just a quick story about Campo. Run a run on in the concussion. See the campo. You got a protocol, campo. Just going to ask you some questions. He went, F off, I'll knock you out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll knock you
3: out. There you go, plain and simple, right between the eyes. That might be what I feel the Warriors players need, mate. So uh, awesome. Louis come out and said, Matt Todd is he the next? Mayor of Christchurch (laughs) And I said to you Louis He already is the Mayor He's Christchurch's favourite son Who bleeds red and black When it comes to Crusaders Hall of Fame This bloke has to be In conversations Recently been announced as assistant coach Of the Canterbury NPC team He'll hate this because he hates being spoken about And you know all those comments He'll be cringing at home But he's on the line now Matt Todd Welcome champion
1: Morning, Izzy. That is a hell of an introduction.
3: Hey, The next mayor, mate. You'd build that stadium in a heartbeat, wouldn't
1: you? <laughs> oh,
3: i certainly have that time. No worries about that. <laughs> needs to be done, doesn't it? It does. It does, Toddy. And, uh, mate, it's they need, if someone needs to take ownership. We've spoken about that with uh, St. Jace Ryan and Scotty Robinson coming on. But, mate, for you, Toddy. Unreal news this week. I didn't picture it. I was with you for dinner on Saturday. You didn't even say it, but I can understand I'm on the radio, so you didn't want me to break the news. But mate, you're coaching coaching Canterbury. How'd this come about?
1: Yeah, no, very happy, very excited. Um, The opportunity presented itself and just worked out. I'm back obviously from Japan for a few months. Um, My club in Japan, Toshiba, allowed me a little bit of a late start back for next season so I could um, manage to do it. And, yeah, you know the opportunity was there to get back involved in Canterbury Rugby a team. That you know had a lot of good memories with, a lot of good times there, and obviously very passionate about. And um, yeah, can't wait to. Get stuck in and a new challenge in the coaching environment. Was
3: it all part of the the the, uh, the journey for you, mate? Was this always on the radar? Getting into coaching post footy. I know, like you got a, a great rugby brain, but brain. But the biggest thing you have is a big heart and your ability to inspire people around you. Is this always was this always something you wanted to do?
1: Yeah, I guess it's saying always, you know, possibility. Um, last season, I did a little bit of coaching with the Canary under 19, so I guess I had a little taste of it. Mm. Really enjoyed it. Um, enjoyed the challenge. Obviously, learned a lot. It's quite different, um, you know, from the playing side to coaching side. So, it's quite an eye opener to that. But um, really enjoyed the challenge. And um, and then when this opportunity was available, you know, I was telling you to turn it down. So, jumped at the opportunity and, um, you know, can't wait to get stuck in. You know, I'm sure it'll be a steep learning curve for me. It was relatively limited coaching experience, but one that I'm, I'm up for and excited by.
3: Uh, have you thought about what kind of coach you'd be? You know, you're a bit more of a helicopter view, or are you in there doing the contact sessions, showing the players how to jackal. What what kind of style you reckon Matt Todd will bring to the coaching round?
1: Yeah, good question, good question. Um, yeah, I guess, you know, like still being current, you know, I've quite, got a, quite a good feel for the game, so, um, uh-huh. you know, be quite hands-on, but... At the same time, you've got to look big picture. And and, um, and I guess as well as a coaching group, it's about, you know, we all have different strengths as a group and weaknesses. So we've got to, be to balance that out and understand where someone's stronger than someone else or where someone needs help. So I think as a coaching group, we'll nut that out over the next few weeks before the, the team comes together and um, make sure we're really clear on that. And that when the team comes together, we're... I guess, a a wow-oiled coaching group and we're we're real clear on how we want to coach.
2: Hey, Toddy, one piece of advice. Never do be the example, okay, as a coach because he's always a young (laughs) bloke that wants to make a name for himself. All right, so make sure when when you explain it, get someone else to demo it. Otherwise, you're in for a hiding. (laughs) Hey, so which family do you come from, mate? I knew another Toddy down there who had a massive engine. Are you from the Brent Todd family or are you from the Shell Todd family?
1: No, neither neither actually. I don't know. Yeah, um you're yeah, not sure who they are.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you making a name for yourself down there, mate. He's hey, Matt like... Todd from Kyopoy, yeah. mate. Matt Todd from Kypoy. <laughs> yeah. Hey the co- the coaching part you have seen Razor Ray, what he's doing, that's are you trying to emulate? Is that the is that the vision? Or you are you um you got big plans for your future? I
1: don't think you can ever emulate what Ray is doing. You know, he's mm. obviously his coaching record speaks for itself, but um I guess just trying to, you know, find my own path, my own journey. And this is obviously the first step on it. And um, we'll see how it goes. But excited to to learn learn on the go. You know, I'm sure I'll make mistakes along the way as you do in any new field. But, um, like, I spoke, I spoke to a lot of people. I guess it's good having been coached by a lot of, um, you know, very, very good coaches over the years. You know, you can lean back on them. And they're all real open and willing to help you and give you advice. So... Spoken to plenty of people over the last few weeks, and will continue to do that. To get advice and, and I guess um, share ideas or get get their opinions on stuff to um, you know help help with my development.
3: What about the plan going forward, Toddy? I know you're going to go back to Japan and have a wee, another wee crack. Is that, is that enough for you? How's the body holding up? Or you see a couple more years left in the engine? Or just go back, give it one last crack? I know you've got a young family, four kids, so it must be difficult judging that situation. But is that the plan, one more year? Yeah, so
1: i have signed for one more year, and then I guess we'll see what happens after that. Like you say, the family's a big part of it now. Four kids, and they sort of spend some time in Japan, but not the whole time. So it's that balancing act between, um, you know, time apart, what's best for the family. but also the income obviously helps over in Japan. So yeah, gotta pay those bills, eh, uh, Exactly. So, and, and the body feels good. <laughs> I mean, often that's half the battle. If the body's good. Um, you're still there. So I don't know. We'll see how we go. One more season, and now at this age, the body can deteriorate quickly. So we'll just see how it goes. And,
3: can understand, can understand why you keep going, mate. I've seen photos. haven't been invited to your new house, but I've seen photos, and it's whew, not bad, mate. Looking forward to the the housewarming shortly, mate. Uh, quickly, before we let you go, we, be rude of us not to preview tonight's game. Chiefs, Crusaders. Yep. We're very one-eyed on this show. And, and the guy, Louis Herman, well, he's next to me. He, he is your biggest fan. No, so I'm going to offer this up no, to him. Don't, he, don't. He's going to blush right here. Hey, we have a chat.
4: Hey, uh, Matt, lovely to chat to you, mate. A couple of things. Growing up in North Canterbury, there's you know there's the uh, the legacy of Matt Todd. So what you've done for North Canterbury rugby, like I think having you involved with the Canterbury squad, it's going to be quite inspirational for the whole red and black side. But what I was wondering, Tom Christie tonight. So Luke Jacobson is a menace at the breakdown. Mm. You were a menace at the breakdown yourself. For me, Tom Christie, if he can have a massive game and do, you know, say seventy percent of the work Ethan Blackadder does, that's probably where the game can be won or lost. What can you? What do you expect, and what would you like to see from Tom Christie tonight?
1: Yeah, I think it, you know it's a great opportunity for Tom. You know, obviously, last few weeks he's sort of been coming off the bench with Ethan going so well in the number seven duties. So I'm sure he's highly motivated for a big game this week. And it's supposed to be a bit of rain forecast around kickoff, so it could. You know, it almost plays more into the the hands, you know, it's gonna be a real battle the breakdown. Um, winning turnovers or just slowing their ball down, not allowing them to get any momentum going there. Um, and like so if he does a good job there, I guess if he wins that battle, I guess there's a loose trail, if they come out of can come out of top in that loose board battle, control the speed of the breakdown and allow the likes of Richie and that to control the game. Um, and it goes a long way to winning Tonight's
3: uh, nice game. Mate, from your experiences, Toddie, I played a, f- a fair few Chiefs uh, Crusaders games. I-, I feel like that's the most, the biggest rivalry currently with the Crusaders. It's gone from the Blues and it's gone to the Chiefs Crusaders. From your experiences, mate, what were your memories when you played it, and how difficult were those games? And knowing what they're going to face tonight.
1: Yeah, tough. Like I say, massive challenge, huge rivalry between the two teams. Always physical battles, and often games that were just decided by you know a couple of key moments. So I think it's whoever. Whichever team can uh, execute in those pressure moments, um, I think you know the Crusaders they love this time of year. Hopefully they'll rise to the occasion, but obviously the Chiefs will come down with plenty of confidence, having I mean, won Christchurch earlier this year. So set up for a, an epic game tonight. Mm. Um, you know what you want this time of see, uh, time of year. Both teams are in, in good form coming into it as well, and you know will come down. The Chiefs will come down confident, but the Crusaders love finals footy at home.
3: Twenty six and zero playoffs at home, Toddy. Mm. Not a bad yeah, stat, eh? not a bad record. <laughs> not a bad record. Hey, quickly, we're going to let you go, but Jace Ryan, play, he's coaching his 100th uh, uh, game tonight, mate. And I know you got a lot of time from pretty special. The, the storyline of what he sacrificed to get to where he is, pretty special moment for him.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's almost that old school, you know, he's came through club footy, started the front row factory, um, you know, was doing early cannery sessions on, on peanuts really just to, yeah. I guess, get his foot in the door and the, the way he's worked, um, you know, tirelessly over the last, In 2013, it was 12, he came in with cannery first. So from that time, um, and yet it speaks to the, the record that the full packs he's had of, you know, the, the quality plas he's produced, the all blacks that have come through and he's produced, and he's a top man off the field and, um, you know, I wish him all the best for his hundreds. You know, and he's mm. done it the hard way and um, yeah, he's a champion and, and you know, I hope the boys can get the results for him and Rachel Well,
3: oh, He's a champion, you're a champion mate we really appreciate you coming on the show Matt Todd, the new coach, assistant coach for the Canterbury MPC team mate well done, thanks for all your services mate, I'll catch up with you when, uh, when I get home and we'll have a nice wee cold one won't we Sounds good mate, appreciate it Awesome, there he is, Matt Todd get
1: it away to Dan. Two Izzy's bomb squad
3: Yes, Kimpy. When you think of Crusaders teams of the past and the biggest battles they had to endure, it's hard to shy away from the Blues. Final in 98 when Black Hatter went to Auckland and did the unthinkable. 03 when a Blues team defied all odds and finally fulfilled what many have known for years the talent they possess and defeated, defeated a star studded Crusaders team. Fast forward the clock and now we're at the situation of who the biggest rivalry when it comes to the Crusaders. For me personally, it's hard to shy away from the battle that is going to take place tonight. Crusaders Chiefs, Chiefs mana, have real hate for each other, and I don't say that lightly. A hey Brett, 2012, 2013, the Chiefs go back-to-back back and win Super Rugby with a real rugged and unassuming brand of rugby led by Warriors, Messon, Tamalolo, Williams. Twice I had felt heartbreak in a semi-final and been on the losing end. Their mantra those nights? Attack their Chiefs, and the team will cripple. That night, it all went down.
4: So McLeod gets it in as the siren goes and the Sharks try and do something at the end. They've lost the ball forward and it's going into touch and the Chiefs are the champions in 2012.
3: Heartbreak. Back-to-back years we were bundled out in the semi-final. Fast forward four years and the script has flipped. Razoray and Sammy Whitelock have embarked on some of the most glorious years in Crusader's history. Five straight. They have the formula. They know what it takes to get the job done. But this is going to be a real street fight. Expect to be niggled. Expect to pass the ball and hit and be hit and pushed and everything above. Nothing will be a surprise. I don't know about you, but I'm absolutely fizzing for this game. i played in many, so understand the significance. It doesn't get much bigger than a, than this, Crusaders Chiefs. If you think Super Rugby is dead, then uppercut yourself, because tonight, two-team, which has reignited Super Rugby rivalry, go at it, and you won't be let down. The best of the best under the lights down here in Ototahi Christchurch. Buckle up. And let's crusade on, (laughs) Kimpy.
2: I'm wiping away the tears. That was beautiful, honestly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
4: <laughs> <laughs> like, smel- like melted down on the desk I don't know whether you're like embarrassed or whether you're proud or Jim whether ben. you're
2: oh, oh Mate, Channel 9 they need to hire you <laughs> the e- that was beautiful <laughs> <laughs> absolutely if you're a Chief, if you're a chief <laughs> supporter or Crusader supporter and you're crying in your car now I want to hear from you
3: yeah. <laughs> Brett,
2: <laughs> give us a call Brett
3: from Hartley, he's a very passionate Chiefs fan, but mate, look. I know it's going to be an absolute cracker tonight. Two teams are going to go at it, and the the, the best thing about this playoffs, Kempi, is any one of them can win this. Hundred percent. All of them, can, you know, they all got opportunities. They the Brumbies could do the unthinkable and win tomorrow night.
2: I'll be the, watching. I'll be looking for Wally in the grandstand because that's where he is. The Northern Stand, the Leithfield boy. He'll be there. I'll spot him. I'll spot where's Wally.
4: I I, I can't. I'm not lying. My computer screen's broken, I can't turn this off. <laughs> I can't stop the, the music. Oh no. Jacob's gonna have to turn it off. Oh no, there you go. Oh, wasn't it was okay, it is working. Um I thought no one was gonna believe me there for a second when I was gonna say I have to play that. Uh, my patch was off that whole time, i tell you. Seriously. Yeah, I'm just trying You to... played for the teammate, you're entitled. I look th- I think parochialism is what we're like. You can't shy away from where you're born and who you really want to represent and who you want to play for and who you want to support. It's like what New Zealand sport's built on. And I I encourage Chiefs fans tonight in the stadium to get stuck in respectfully to the players on the field, get stuck in to the other fans around them respectfully, do it the right way, but let's create some atmosphere. And Mm. everything you talk about that rivalry, the funny thing is, from a fan's perspective, that's the way it feels in the stands. Like, you really live it. Mm. Just because you're not on the field
2: doesn't mean you don't live it. And you're consistent, mate. Every Friday you've got your Canterbury jersey on. <laughs> what really got me this morning was the pom-pom hat. Like, that was, you know, And And the skin's even Where, coloured. Where'd you find yeah. that? Like, everything's just red and black in the studio.
4: Yeah, well, that's how it works, red and black. <sighs> uh, chalk them up. Unlucky 13th for some, not for us.
3: It's time for the great selection. It's Izzy and Kempe's
4: All Blacks 23. Okay, so... We're making the loosies now. We've only got about 19, 18 shows away from when the All Blacks play Ireland in the first test of the year. This selection is huge. You know that by now. I tell you every time. You can text 8833 or go to SENZ underscore radio on Instagram and vote. And it's the player with the most nominations fills the jersey. Our loose forwards so far, we've got Akira Ioani at Blindside on the open.
1: Kira Ioanni Barrett stepping and breaking into some space still
3: on his feet Rico Ioanni still going gets the off right away oh what a try Arnie salvi is in
4: hey. <laughs> <laughs> I was <Lose it. laughs>
3: Who's getting the ball
4: here? <laughs> That's a great commentary Well done the kitchen. I was thinking, well he, I
1: was thinking
4: Rico's <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was like, Rico? I <laughs> Rico, oh, well done, boys. Great commentary club. Yeah, Artie Savi is our open side. Now, look, this is this is a bit complicated because uh, Dalton Papaletti, we left him out. It seems like his appendicitis and his surgery re- to remove his appendix went really well. Mm. So there's actually a chance he plays next week if the Blues make the final. But we left him out because of the uncertainty. Yep. So that leaves us with our number eights now, Izzy. We've got Akira on the blind, Artie on the open Sam Kane had a lot of votes But Artie had more Who now plays number 8 I think I know who your Smokey is Because I've been trying to work it out all week You've been dropping that you're going left field Who is it? I'm going left field or am I?
3: Does he play for the Highlanders? Do the people Are they starting to think Is he left field or is he the one to do it? I'm going Hawke's Bay And I'm going the Highlanders And I've gone for Marino Michaeli too The man has been on fire now For not only this year the last couple of years down at the landers in in a, in the outfit that has been struggling, has a fair share of struggles, but he has shone in an underperforming uh, uh Ford pack, he has been outstanding. Ball carries, other side of the ball, he's very good at the breakdown era, jackal. I am hoping this is an opportunity to build for the future. Eighteen tests out from the World Cup. That the the selectors are seeing what I'm saying. I think he has to be in the reckoning to potentially go go over and uh, or get an opportunity in the black jersey. So yeah, Marino Michelli too for me. Is he a bolter? Is he what you describe a bolter? He's a bolter. Yeah, yeah. And you think he can start? I think he can start. I think he can start. Oh, wow. Hoskins to two, two great, great option, option there. He's he's had a game, he's had an opportunity, but I reckon Marino <laughs> Mckelly too has got a chance. Would yeah. you
4: would you be shocked to know that Ken has already texted on double eight, double three, and we want you to text your number eight nomination because it's the most votes that get the spot. Hoskins to two, the best
2: eight in the NZ by a long way, <laughs> and that's exactly right. You know, underneath that red and black. Patch that is he's got he's got a blue and yellow one. He can't get out of the South Island that fella. You got to come up here to Hoskin to uh, Satudu. He's. For me, at uh, 23, 24, he's still growing into this body, mate. He's probably got another 10 kilos to put on that frame. Mm. They've got to leave him at eight. The All Blacks, they've got to leave him at eight, and they've got to trust this kid to grow into his body and become the beast on the back of the scrum with a, a riku Aine and and leave our, our mate Artie Sevilla that's in that seven jersey or, or interchange it with whoever they've got there. Because the seven's a problem. The eight ain't a problem, mate. The eight is the future, and Hoskins-Soturu is that future. Oh. Ooh, I love
4: that. I mean, I hear you. I don't know what what it is about Hoskins for me. He just, I just don't know if he's got I'll that, tell you that hard
2: nose. I'll tell you exactly. I'll tell you what it is. But once he get once he gets in, into that frame that he's going to grow into, man, he's just going to yeah. he's naturally going to be fearful.
4: Good nomination here from
3: Chris Peter Gus Peter Gus, so we call it. He is a huge body, is he? Fair shout, fair shout. I think he's kind of wavered a bit towards the end. He come out like absolutely barnstorm at the start of the season was. The shine and light in, in the Chiefs outfit that like stood out, offloading games, unreal. Fijian, you know, he's got that Fijian flair. I just think, as of late, he probably hasn't been there. So, yeah, I, I'm going on the form I see, and I understand where um, Uncle Kempi's coming from, too. Like, Hoskins' been doing a, been doing a job. He's been given a chance. Has he taken that opportunity? Debatable. So, I'm looking. Yeah, no. so I, I hey mm. Mickey, Mickey
4: Alley too has been a freak this year to be honest he's been massive he's been probably the, the most consistent performer in that uh, Highlanders we've got to
3: take a chance we've got to take a chance because you need to
4: look this is not just a selection to beat the Irish this mm. is a selection to win the World Cup and you've got to pick a player that can peak at the right time uh, we have got and a couple of nominations for Ardie at 8 look I understand that but Ardie is on the, the open side in this selection so we need to go elsewhere um, Dave says Buck ooh bring back Buck what about Ron Crib (laughs) Hempy who's your best who's your best ever oh don't honestly we've got 20 minutes to go don't don't
3: don't, (laughs) can we we dump that
4: can can we uh, we can't do that right now because the Friday tipple's coming up after this keep your messages coming through Kez collates them all Artie Savi is our open side a couple of nominations for Luke Jacobson if he's not on the open side I would just have him anywhere in the Lucies. so
3: that's where I'm going We've had a good hour so far Looking forward to ripping it to this next one It's going to be special
2: Ah uh, yes that's right uh, I'm looking forward to it too so It's time for our first McCafe coffee catch up for the morning And I'm not sure how many Kiwis have been awarded their PhD By the President of the United States But for one of our greatest softball athletes Who we're trying to get on the line at the moment The current captain of the White Sox That became a reality this week As she graduated from Delaware University We're trying to get Lara Andrews on the phone at the moment Who's going to come in and talk to us I can't wait Louie it should be good, talk about all things sport and her life over there in the United States and back here in New Zealand. Comes mm. from a, a sort of similar upbringing to ours, uh, Izzy, and when we do get her on, she's going to be uh, someone's quite special to talk to. Well, inspiring the next generation, Unc, and uh, looking forward to having a chat to her
3: shortly. Coming up after that, we've got Mark Chittick for our Waikato Stud Racing Preview. Always good to chat to him about what's going home, what's going on, breeding season's not too far away. And hes a, he's a fascinating man. And then after eight o'clock we got Matt Todd. Matt Todd, the champion. The new mayor of Christchurch. The mayor of Christchurch. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to chat to him about the current situation with the Christchurch Stadium, Louis. Uh, pretty typo, look at what's oh. going on.
4: Mate, it's, down all it's, actually, it's actually a blight on the the great city. It's actually starting to cut into the history of the city. Mm. and It's disappointing. What about this text here? That's what I was pointing out Sorry before. Furiously, Kempi. Kempi, if Mark Robinson treats Stacey badly, would that be the final straw with the fans? Could that lead to the Warriors
2: fans showing their faith and a legend rather than a club owner. That's Josh C. Well, yeah, well, like that's the point I was trying to make this week is Stacey's mana is is massive. That's why it's a master strike to put him into this coaching position um, at this stage of the year for the Warriors having come home, you know, like it's trying to get those jigsaw pieces together. So yeah, he might walk. Awesome, awesome.
3: Well, we got our amazing Wahini on the line waiting for us. Uncle, you want to give us a little
2: oh, little intro? Yeah, thank you very much, Izzy. Uh, Tenakuila, Imihana, e e Kiakuemo to uh, Korero ita te nei, uh, um ite nei wah, uh, Kiaora, kia Lara. Thank you for joining us this morning, Morena. 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 a. More Thanks hey. for having me. Oh, pai o a tu kita kore Give us a one hundred and one, Lara, this morning, and where you come from, Lara, and and the, your your passion for life, especially in sport.
0: <laughs> well, ki arokoa katoa um, ko tārānaki taku maunga, ko hamoa taku hapu ko tāiporo i noe taku marae kona tiro noe taku iwi uh, ko Doctor Lara Andrews taku ingoa. Mm. Um, uh, I'm I'm from uh, born and raised from Petoni Lower Hutt, um, and you know I got seven siblings and and was fortunate enough to be raised by my grandparents, um, which I value so much. And um, sport has been a way of life for me. Uh, education as a young person was was quite challenging, um, being raised in a bilingual uh, uh, education system. Uh, but as soon as I was uh, in the sports environment, or we had PE for the day, or you know. Uh, before school, lunchtime and after school, um, that was the space for me where I was thriving. Uh, I was able to learn quickly. I was able to understand what I was being taught and Mm. I was able to deliver and progress in those skills quite quickly. And so so for me, straight away, sport and and being active was a platform for me that made me feel comfortable, uh, made me feel confident in myself and capable. uh, and, And then that kind of, you know, you kind of stick to things that you feel you're good at as a young person. So I continued my journey um, in sport straight away uh, as a young person. And, and you kind of avoid those harder things in life when you're young, such as uh, education, if it's quite difficult for you as a kid and, and quite mm. confusing.
3: Hey, Lara. Um, is... and then... Oh, so oh, No, you go. No, it. you carry on. You're going good.
0: Oh. <laughs> so then, um, you know, as a young person, um, quickly got success. And, and started to make rep teams mm. um, and then uh, softball really gave me the platform to uh, start travelling internationally and, and representing New Zealand.
3: How challenging, Lara, it's great to have you on the show, Is he here, how, how challenging was it trying to fulfil your education, uh, and, you know, pr- criteria, and, and juggle that with sport, you know, you must have had your challenges and how you were able to uh, overcome those?
0: I think for me sport became the priority mm. um, and I had some clear goals and um, when you go into the university system in America, you can't um, fail in in school or in class because that actually uh, means that you can't travel with the team or you can't train with the team. So as soon as um, that became important to, mm. to my participation in, in competing, um, I made sure that my academic um, side of things never failed because I always <laughs> wanted to play and I always w- wanted to train and compete. Um, but we don't have that model here in New Zealand mm. and um, and so that's something that we we could possibly uh, start looking towards because for some people sport and physical activity is their motivator for life and for some kids it's the only reason they go to school yeah. um, is so that they can play in, in sports.
2: Yeah, and, and how do you build that... Um that conduit, Lara? Like, you know, you've expressed that sport plays a bigger part in especially our Māori and Pacifica kids' lives than, than most things. How do we build that conduit through sport and education to sort of get some really positive outcomes in our community?
0: That's a good question. It, it's tough because we have a model that runs on on a club model as well as school um, sport. And so we don't actually uh, connect the dots much mm. in, in, in terms of our coaches' Um, talking to our teachers for example and making sure we actually attended class that day Uh, so it would be a massive system change Um, but in in general um, as a as a parent or as a whanau member um, that could be something that that is held in the household you know if you don't um, go to school, or you're not achieving in your in your academics, then you're not going to go to training tomorrow, or you're not going to play on Saturday. We could we could do it in inside the Farno home, but in terms of the system, the whole system would have to change to ensure that um, sport is is just as much of a privilege as education.
3: What are are some of the things that you are trying to do to to get change? I know you're holding a a lot of conferences and uh, meetings around the country. Uh, What are some of the things you're trying to do? And do you feel like you're gaining any traction?
0: Yes, so I'm I'm one of the Balance is Better ambassadors for Sport New Zealand around shifting the model for young people um, in sport today. And this started around four years ago. And what we do is we meet with lots of different lots of different levels. So at the uh, NSO level, national sporting organisation level, the regional sports trusts, uh, we meet with coaches and parents. So we- we're trying to go across the scale, but we're trying to um, ensure that we're you know doing the right thing in sport. And some of those things are understanding the theories around balances better, and that is. Playing more, multiple sports mm. is the best thing for young kids when they're developing. So, you know, we don't want to be pushing one sport for a kid and, and making them play that one sport their whole for the whole year. We want to give them a bit of diversity in that space. Um, there's also a theory that if you're good as a young person, as an athlete, that you're going to be an all black <laughs> or you're going to be a silver yeah. fern when you're older. Yeah. When you're 10 years old and you're great. Um, that theory has gone down the drain. It's, it's not really about identifying kids early. It's just expo- giving exposure to kids to multiple sports across their lifespan. Um, and the other one is, is the winning piece. Uh, it's not all about winning. And, and this is a mind shift that's going to be is quite difficult for New Zealanders because we really, you know, we're all ch- up for the challenge and we're always keen to win. But um, for, for when you're 10, 11, 12 years old, uh, it's actually just about participating with your friends. Young people's voices are coming through saying they just want to play with their mates and have fun, and it's as simple as that. Mm,
2: love it. Yeah, I love the simple uh, simplicity of your corridor uh, this morning, Lara. Given the given the fact that uh, at the moment we were talking about. You know, giving uh, kids opportunities. Um, one of the big problems that we see down here um, with all the gangs and and our kids getting lost in the uh, in their hometowns, especially in the rural towns, because they don't have this ability to, um, I guess, address the issues. Do you see the connect between what you're trying to do? I guess the educational system and our and our younger kids coming through primary school, so that they understand there is a better uh, pathway for them to take through sport, hopefully.
0: Yeah, it's, it's two-pronged because it's, one, influencing those who make all the decisions for our children and making sure that those who are making the decisions for our children are making the right decisions for how they set up the model for, it, for which they've got to survive in. And then, two, is the other side of things is um, inspiring um, and increasing and enhancing young people's knowledge of the importance of being active and um, the importance of being, building confidence as a young person in the sports space where it's a safe space to fail when you're growing up um, and, and trying to keep them involved and in being active longer is the key you know we don't want kids who just play until they're, they're 14 and then not not play any sport for the rest of their life we want to keep people active across the lifespan when their parents and then when their grandparents um being active with their gr- grandchildren that's that's really the goal of, of what we're trying to achieve. And, and we all know the benefits of being active um, across the board with our mental well-being, physical, social, emotional well-being, and also the connection with, with peers. Um, sport and being active is a, provides that environment for young people to find a group of friends who they can relate to, who they have something from, uh, similar, and in interest and passion, and as soon as you can, and, and you guys know I'm preaching to the choir because <laughs> you, you guys believe the same thing, but it's, it's really difficult because we're not getting much change nah. um, and it's not moving quick enough.
3: Yeah, it's one thing talking and another thing listening and understanding the situation. And at the moment, there's not that much going on uh, higher, higher above. I'll ask you the question um, you know, about online learning. And, and, you know, like, uh, does that concern you, the way that that the younger generation are learning? We've gone away from your traditional reading books, hard copy books, um, writing novels, to actually doing a lot online with screen times. Does that concern you, La?
0: Yeah, it does, if if it's not done in balance, Mm. um, and like everything in life. But the thing, we've got to make sure we're ensuring that our kids are getting exposure to... The, fit, the benefits of being active, because if they're not being, you, we all know that if you don't go for a run or go play on the playground or whatever, you don't feel those endorphins, you don't feel the feeling of feeling excited and happy and, you know, energised. Um, so if we have a generation of young people who aren't feeling that feeling, then they're not going to value that once they get into adulthood. And then it's just going to be a very big challenge for us to change generations. Of people's mindsets around being active and being uh, playing sport.
3: Oh, I love it, love it. But it'd be rude of us not to talk about uh, you know your experience at Delaware University and then receiving your PhD from the real Joey B, Joey Biden. Like, what a special moment that must have been for you. How was that experience?
0: Oh man, it it really feels like it was a really big dream. Um, you know that I had a real big sleep and I just woke <laughs> up back in New Zealand. Um, you know, feel very fortunate enough to have um, been able to get over there and in and, and the climate we're in, mm. uh, take my Fano with me and my mum as well. Uh, we, we made the big trip and, and went to the University of Delaware and actually gave a Tonga a, a, a ponamu to, to all those professors who have supported me over the wow. 13 years I was there. And then um, to finish it off with a, a commencement um, speech from the President of the United States who said to us, you know, he was in our seat in 1965. He was a graduate of the University of Delaware. And if someone had told him that at that time, that in 2022, he would be standing there (laughs) as president, he would have fallen off his seat. Um, So it was really humbling. Um, He spoke a lot about how the University of Delaware um, sets young people up with confidence, um, with leadership skills, Um, and with knowledge and creativity to go out into the world and to create wonderful new things. And um, that really resonated with me and and my mum especially because uh, that's exactly what the university did for me. It gave me confidence and and made me feel um, like I had the tools to be able to advocate um, specifically for families in sport and analysing young people's development in sport and how they... uh, develop mentally physically socially and emotionally so um yeah i I shout out to the university of delaware like it's been my home away from home for Mm. 13 years um but now it's time for me to come come back here and, and do some research in new zealand on um on understanding what sport and physical activity means for our young people and how we can better the system for the future of the the sector
2: And we're here to help you too, Lara, so just give us a call whenever you need. It is. It's absolutely inspiring. Um, I've got a question for you. If there's one thing you could bring back on your journey since a 15-year-old back into Aotearoa this year and implement it and you knew it was going to work, what would that be?
0: Um, I want to encourage and empower our whanau um, in sport and to to remind them, remind parents that they're actually a really critical and important factor in how their child develops in sport. We don't we don't want to encourage parents just to drop their kid off and pick them up. That's that's just one piece of involvement. Parents need to know that if they want their kids to grow up grow up to be strong minded, well well rounded, good well being kids coming through sport, they actually have to play a role in that. So it's not just the coach's job to do that. Um, our family whaen- are the most consistent piece in the young person's life and we need to make sure that they're providing a positive experience, positive um, vibes for kids and being there and supporting them through their um, ups and downs in sport is so important and we need to promote that more and more and more.
2: Yeah, Tikatonu. Hey te um tenate mare kura e toane Tenakwe, tenakwe, tenakwe. Nice to talk to you to, uh, this morning, Lara. Thank you very much for sharing your yeah, maa you. your knowledge, and dropping it down on us here on all our SEN breakfast uh, listeners this morning. I'm sure there's plenty of parents out there that would have taken a little nugget. There's out one of right that.
3: here, Kempi. <laughs> yeah, there's,
2: there's one, and we've got three boys in the kitchen that are yet to be parents, and I'm sure they need to hear this, Lara, because the kids are the future, and uh, I'm looking forward to, to seeing your work uh, in the near future here in Aotearoa. Thank you very much much for joining us this morning
0: thank you thank you very much all the best
2: powerful big time parenting
3: 101 inspire provide be positive encourage not just do the bare minimum drop them off take them home you know be the babysitter,
2: the, the the babysitter culture, you know, like mm. we're using sport to, to, to use as a babysitting service, as opposed to um, be becoming involved and in joining our kids on the on the field and making sure you know, hole in a pad or or filling a water bottle for them and and getting that whole encouraging um, growth model going. What she's saying, which was a couple of real good nuggets, she took out they're not getting enough change and it's not happening mm. quick enough. That's a, that's on us as parents. That's on us as parents. The reason why it's not happening quick enough, because as parents, we're not taking into account what our kids and, and the shape we can have our kids in later on in their, in their life. And you know, what, I, uh, what I like and what I know is that sport plays a massive conduit in that. It did in my life, it did in yours. Mm. Is there anyone that's played at the top level? It, it has been the conduit to, to where they are today. So, um, oh, that... I'll go back and listen to that probably two or three times Mm. Me
4: For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace
2: of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.